Hey there, and welcome to the Jimmy's Table podcast at jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey. I'm curiously evangelical, politically homeless, and a dreamer of small things. On this podcast, I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. So if you have honest questions, aren't afraid to have difficult conversations, and want to have a little fun along the way, then pull up a chair. This podcast is for you. So if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you've probably heard me reference that I work for the big bad bank, or you've heard me call myself a big bad banker. Well, I'm here today to announce that I've recently changed jobs, worked my last day at the company that I've worked for for the past 10 years, uh, and started a new job on Monday. Pretty excited about the new opportunity. And in today's podcast, episode 105, I just want to talk about how I've changed jobs and maybe dispense with some career advice of uh, some things I want to share with you about how I think about work, how I think about careers, and maybe be able to help you as you consider and contemplate your own long-term career moves. But before we do that, I want to play a little inspiring clip a little pick-me-up, <laughs> if you will. Well, maybe no. No, it's not really a pick-me-up. Uh, but it's just, you know, some background inspiration for today's topic. It's a scene from the movie Office Space, the cult classic about people who hate their jobs. And uh, I want to play it, not because I hated my job, but, well, you know, how, how can you not think about work and not think about the movie Office Space? So, uh, let me go ahead and play this clip and uh, we'll get into today's discussion. So I was sitting in my cubicle today and I realized ever since I started working, um, every single day of my life has been worse than the day before it. So that means that every single day that you see me, that's on the worst day of my life. What about today? Is today the worst day of your life? Yeah. Wow, that's messed up. I'm sorry. Go on. Is there any way that you could sort of just zonk me out so that, like, I, I don't know that I'm at work in here? Could I come home and think that I've been fishing all day or something? So maybe that's you. <laughs> and you've been thinking about changing your jobs. You know, you've loved your job for a while, but eventually it just gets to the point where you're like, hey, I'm not going to do this anymore, and I'm going to seek out new opportunities. Yeah, I'm sure you're probably not as jaded and not as cynical as they were in the movie Office Space, which for all its hilarity and for all its excellent points that it makes about, you know, corporate life and working for a large uh, bureaucratic, uh, inefficient corporation. <laughs> Um, you know, it, it is a little bit on the cynical side, as, as funny as it can be. And I don't think most people feel that way about their job like they do in the movie Office Space. But at some point in your life, you're probably going to feel like there's something in your life regarding your job that you're just like, you know, I need to seek out a new opportunity. Something about this current position is just not for me anymore. And I want to go on to new things. Um, I know I recently felt that way. Uh, it's been a pretty eventful couple of weeks for me. I recently found out that at work that my position that I've been working in for a couple of years 
was more or less, for lack of better term, kind of being repurposed. And even though I was still go, still going to be doing the same job, at the end of the day, it was going to be a job with a very different focus and utilizing a very different skill set and knowledge base uh, that was going to more or less require me to pretty much completely retool in order to successfully move forward with my position. And even though I was open up for the opportunity of doing so and seeking that opportunity out, um, about the same time, a recruiter reached out to me on LinkedIn to ask me about a new opportunity he would like me to consider somewhere else. And I did. Several opportunities, in fact. Uh, and over the past several weeks, I've had multiple job interviews with multiple companies. And I've even had multiple job offers. Pretty exciting time. I've never been in such a position before. And uh, the, the years that I've been working, I've never had multiple people just banging on my door saying, please come work for me. <laughs> uh, so needless to say, I've been kind of flattered, but I've also been kind of overwhelmed in trying to process it all on this unique sort of scenario, especially since I've been in the complete opposite position before where instead I was the one banging on multiple doors, trying to get anything and everything I could to open and just nothing seemed to work out. Um, but uh, maybe, hey, this has been a sort of once in a blue moon, once in a lifetime type scenario. Um, maybe one that will continue yet again in the future. Uh, Lord willing in the quick don't rise uh you know maybe i'll find myself in such a position again one day but uh you know here i am and after much prayer and a few sleepless nights and a bit of soul searching i accepted the new job opportunity that has come my way and this past friday was the last day that i've worked for what i have as i said at the beginning of this podcast often referred to as the big bad bank the past 10 years have been an amazing and transformative time for me. And it's been one of the greatest blessings that God has ever given me. Uh, the, the job when I accepted it 10 years ago revolutionized and changed my life uh, in a very positive way. I've been stretched in ways that I never dreamed in a career that I've never sought out. Um, and have been given a lot of opportunities to learn, to grow, to excel, uh, to do hard and sometimes even deeply rewarding work. Along the way, I've been blessed with the opportunity to work for some truly amazing and talented people. And while not everything was sunshine and lollipops in my career for the past 10 years at my present job, uh, I did get laid off once and narrowly dodged being laid off a second time and have known and worked with many people who have been laid off at the same job multiple times and rehired multiple times. Um, regardless of those stresses and maybe some less than ideal circumstances that I sometimes found myself in in various positions, I will, at the end of the day, always look back at my time at the big bad bank with fondness. The job literally changed my life and I'm a better person for it. But now I've turned my attention to new opportunities that await me as uh, an underwriter at a smaller mortgage company uh, than the one I was previously working for. Um, but it's a mortgage company that's rapidly growing and it has a lot of opportunity that's going to possibly come my way, I believe. I'm excited about it and all that it represents in my life. And in today's podcast, I simply want to reflect on my own career and, and you know provide some tips on navigating yours. Uh, so let me go ahead and dispense 
with some practical wisdom about improving your job situation, about finding your career, about finding a new job, and how you can navigate all these uh, situations. I have eight different points that I'd like to reflect on. Uh, and so let's go ahead and get into that right now. Point number one, and it's always my favorite point to make when talking about a career, about talking about finding a job. Point number one, always be looking for another job. When is the best day to start looking for your next job? Well, it's the first day of your new one. Um, whenever I take a job and it may sound horrific to whatever person, you know, possibly employs me, but I always set up a new job search at the, the, in the position, uh, once I land in it. Um, if the company I'm going to has an internal job search tool, I go ahead and set that up and always look out for the next opportunity. Not because I'm looking for the opportunity to jump ship as soon as possible and just, you know, chase money and find it wherever I can. But I'm simply always looking to grow. And I figure the only way to successfully grow is to kind of put your finger out there and find out which direction the winds are blowing and find out and constantly investigate and help identify what sort of long-term career opportunities I want to take and what is qualified, uh, what qualifications are required to make that next leap so that I can better look at the position that I have now and leverage that as an opportunity to see what sort of new roles and responsibilities that I can undertake in my current position and to use my current position to prepare me for the next opportunity. And even though I look at every position as something that is going to be potentially long, long term, um, realistically, and I've always said so with every employer I've ever interviewed with, you know, within three to five years, I want to be able to grow at wherever I'm going. And that's not ever possible unless you're always looking for another job. So do that. First day at a new position, start looking for your next. I've done it uh, now for for a long time. And uh, sure enough, every two to three years, whatever job I've had, I've always been able to turn that job into a new job every couple of years, um, simply as a result of always knowing which way the winds are blowing. Number two, always have a servant's heart. I've never had a job where I didn't constantly seek to take on new responsibilities and opportunities within my current position. I try to come every job uh, to every job with a servant's heart. And I believe that's something that Jesus taught that we should always have. And it's something as a Christian that I constantly try to embody. My job isn't just about me and collecting a paycheck and trying to get what I can out of the position. Although all those things, of course, are important. I do go to work to collect a paycheck at the end of the day. I don't, I don't show up just to do this stuff for free. But while I'm there, I'm always trying to look at the job that I have and expand beyond the current minimum job description of what is necessary to execute my job. I've always looked at myself as the guy that's going to say yes to just about anything that he's asked to do. And I always discuss with management ways that I can do more whenever possible. 
I want to do more than simply what the, G, the default job description says. And if you go at a job saying, I'm only going to do what the default job description says, well, the chances are you're probably not going to have an opportunity to grow very much. And you're probably going to eventually become stagnant in your career. And a lot of opportunity is going to pass you by. So always go into whatever job you're going into with that servant's heart. Say, how can I do more? How can I help you better as a company? What value can I bring to the table so as to impact this, this company that I'm working for in a positive way? And although, let me say in saying that, you have to be careful with this though, because there are some employers who will seize on your opportunity um, or your willingness to to always give it your best and always do new things and always take on more responsibilities than the job description requires. And they're going to use this as an opportunity not to let you advance and not to pay you more. But with that said, more often than not, I believe such will ultimately be short-lived as you will usually be able to take those additional skills and opportunities that you gain uh, along the way and use it to ultimately obtain another position that values all that you know and all your skills and frankly, to pay you more and to give you better job titles. So make yourself so valuable that if your current employer isn't willing to pay you or give you a promotion, someone else in the marketplace will see your value and pay you accordingly. Remember, whatever isn't growing withers and dies. So always seek out new responsibilities within your current job Always look to be stretched and always think bigger than the minimum job description with your position. And I believe if you do that, you're going to be finding yourself in a place to where every couple years, you're going to have the opportunity to pick your next job. Tip number three, let's talk about door knocking. In my career, there's been times where I've literally had to get out there and pound the pavement and knock on every single door in order to find an opportunity. I've had to kick doors down. I've had to network like crazy. I've had to, at times, blanket the area with resumes. There's one time I remember, especially early on in my career, that I spent an entire weekend making custom resumes for over 100 different jobs and sending those resumes out. So sometimes you're going to have to pound on every door to find that next opportunity. But as I found out recently, that's not always the case. Sometimes, and I believe such situations are rare, but if you're fortunate and you work hard, you constantly seek to grow, you constantly seek to add value to your present job and your present employer, I believe you're going to get to the point in your career where you'll eventually have people pounding on your door, seeking you out. So always be sensitive to what environment you're in and always keep your resume and LinkedIn profile polished and up to date for you never know when it's going to be necessary to knock on doors and you never just know when somebody's going to knock on yours. The job opportunity that I recently uh, took was as a result of simply keeping my uh, resume up to date on LinkedIn. And I've had a number of recruiters recently reach out to me in the last couple of months because the job market is as a mortgage underwriter in the field that I work in 
has been a pretty hot one. And, and there's been so many co mortgage companies out there and so many banks making mortgages and trying to you know, meet the demand that consumers are having with refinances and purchases and all that stuff. A lot of people you know, have been uh, trying to get lower rates and, and cash out equity in their home. And you know, the banks are busier than ever and they need more people than ever to meet all the demand that business has created for them. And knowing that maybe some of this was going on, I put my toe in the water, put my resume up on LinkedIn, kept it up to date, and enough people knocked on the door that eventually somebody said the magical words that got my attention. And they told me about an opportunity that, uh, you know, really was something I was looking for uh, deep down in my heart. I was very happy at my, my prior role. Um, but, uh, I decided, you know, while I'm happy, you know, I'm at a place where I'm in an opportunity for transition and for the right opportunity for the right price, <laughs> you know, I entertained some offers and, uh, got multiple, like I said, multiple job interviews, multiple offers, and eventually decided I found one that worked right for me. And so I've been able to walk through the door to the next great opportunity. But none of that would have happened had I not put myself in a place to have my resume constantly updated and ready to go and to, to answer the knock when it came. Number four, don't just chase after money. Don't get me wrong. Money is important when it comes to a job. It's perhaps the number one reason that we ultimately get up every day and go to work. We all have bills to pay and the means by which we do such is through our job. Uh, very few of us are put in a position where we just volunteer to do something all the time because we're good at it and it gives us jollies. Uh, as much as I love being a mortgage underwriter and working in my field, as I like to joke, no child at career day ever said, I want to be a mortgage underwriter when I grow up. Uh, and while I have met one or two people that uh, did, you know, seek to pursue a career in the mortgage industry um, from very early on in their career, it's usually been a career path that most people kind of stumbled across instead of actively sought out. Um, so, you know, as much as, as money is important, money isn't the only thing uh, at the end of the day. But if you can afford to do such, don't make your career simply about chasing after the top dollar. As I've talked about elsewhere, the Bible is full of warnings about chasing after wealth and selling your soul for mammon. Wealth is a fickle thing here one moment and gone the next. And chasing after money may require you to make some compromises that ultimately harm your life, your relationships, your health. Don't jeopardize any of these things. If you can avoid it for your career, um, you, your life is ultimately more value than what a dollar represents. So make sure whatever job you take that you consider the nature of the work, its impact on your life, the type of company you will work for, and the culture that is at that corporation. Will this job ultimately make you into a better person? Or will it just fill a bank account? So before taking a job, Talk it over with your spouse, your parents, and whoever else is important in your life. And if they don't support your career decision, you should probably consider your opportunities 
elsewhere. I know that may not always be perfectly something you can balance and always something that you can get right. And sometimes, you know, it's a tough chord to strike. Um, but don't just chase after the money. Try to find the best of what you need to live and to live comfortably and with dignity and respect. Uh, but don't just go out there saying, I'm going to become a millionaire and I'm going to do whatever it takes to become a millionaire. Um, you know, don't, so don't let it just be about the money. There's other things in life regarding your career that are more important than money. Number five, consider your reputation and the building of a reputation. One factor that really weighed heavily on me as I considered changing jobs recently is the impact that this change of jobs would ultimately have on my reputation. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that your, your name is worth more than silver and gold. And if you've been in a company or industry for any length of time, you've likely, you've likely developed a name and a reputation that's associated with you. At the big bad bank that I worked for for the past 10 years, I certainly developed a reputation. It was a good one. I was spoken of highly by many. Um, not everybody liked me, of course, as I like to say. I'm an acquired taste. But largely, I had built up a good reputation. I was thought of well by management. Um, I always did a good job in whatever job I was ha doing at the bank that I've worked for. Um, and, uh, you know, I was kind of sought out for some stuff. I was even encouraged to apply at times for various promotional opportunities, opportunities uh, that I even sometimes got. Sometimes not. But regardless of that, you know, I had to consider that by leaving the company that I worked for, I'm going to go to a new company. And at the new company, I'm going to be the Johnny come lately. There's going to be people that have been working there for several years and maybe even decades who have their own reputation. And they're going to look at me as just some Johnny-come-lately and just some new guy that has been hires, hired. And, what, and, you know, it usually takes a couple years to build up a reputation anytime you make some sort of career change uh, or any sort of job change. Um, as gaining folks' trust and becoming the go-to guy and being invited to participate in larger projects, you know, the, the reputation to get that sort of uh, opportunity it doesn't come easily, and it does usually take a couple years to develop. So before you jump ship, be conscious of what you are losing by doing so and what will be needed to make a splash and to build a reputation at your next job. Clout doesn't come easily, and it, like I said, a, a good name is worth more than silver and gold. So before you leave to go somewhere else, know that you're probably going to be leaving a part of your reputation behind, even if the, the company you're leaving continues to think fondly of you and wouldn't mind hiring you back one day. Uh, consider taking you've, what you've built at that company isn't going to be something that you can just transport and place somewhere else. You're going to have to hit a little bit of a reset button at the end of the day, when you go somewhere new. So consider, is having to build a new reputation somewhere else worth changing uh, your job in order to do? And let that 
weigh in on you. Tip number six, avoid knee-jerk reactions and press on. Sometimes a job can really, really stink. I've had some great jobs over the years. I've had some not-so-great ones. There was this time I was working at a law firm, <laughs> and I was hired to be the mail clerk and courier guy. But it turns out at the law firm that I worked at, sometimes they wanted me to be a little bit more than that. Sometimes they needed a guy who did thankless jobs. You know, they did jobs that were bigger than the job description necessarily entailed. And sometimes they were just petty and, and almost seemingly degrading. Like when I found myself one day on my knees uh, in the office of one of the, for, uh, for the firm administrator that I worked for, Picking up the paper shredded or the shredded paper clips uh, from a spilled over paper shredder uh, out of the carpet of this guy's floor while I was a you know college graduate who had been to Bible college and seminary. Um, and you know, here I find myself working for 12 bucks an hour picking paper shards out of a guy's carpet. Kind of a thankless job. Uh, and not something I was, you know, necessarily happy to be doing at that moment as I contemplated uh, my career in that moment, being like, what, what went wrong that I find myself picking the paper clippings out of someone else's carpet? <laughs> it kind of inspired me to make some changes in my career and to seek out some other opportunities. Um, but, you know, even in that moment, even if you find it necessary to find another line of work and something that you would prefer to be doing in your future, whatever you do, don't, let me encourage you, don't just make a knee-jerk reaction and quickly jump ship. Press on through whatever adversity you are facing at work because sometimes the best lessons in life and the greatest opportunities for growth are found in the deeply painful, gut-wrenching, and embarrassing moments that sometimes mark our lives and our careers. Moments that can not only define your life, but can also define your career. So if you're working somewhere that you'd really not rather continue working, be patient. Give it time. Press on. Persevere. Don't simply job hop from one job to the next and always look for greener pastures. Avoid those knee-jerk reactions, and instead, focus on persevering where you're at. Don't simply run from a job. Instead, always put yourself in a position to run towards something. Run towards something else. Don't just simply run away. Make pursuing opportunity, and not simply escaping where you're at, your constant aim. Tip number seven, think long-term. Sometimes we have to take a job simply because we need to take a job. I know, we've all been there. And our opportunities are not always the best. Sometimes the job market stinks. Sometimes you an entry-level job requires three years of experience and you're left with the, the question in your head, well, how do I get the three years experience to get this entry-level job? You know, that can be a tough circumstance uh, to navigate. But with that said, whenever possible, if it's so long as it depends on your power and your abilities, 
Don't simply take a quote-unquote job. Instead, always focus on having a career. So before pursuing a new job, seriously think about what you're leaving behind and what opportunities exist with what you're currently pursuing elsewhere. Don't simply just think about your next immediate job. Think about the job after your next job. Will the new job lead to new opportunities to grow? Have you hit a ceiling where you're currently at and there's no more room for advancement? If so, you may consider looking for other opportunities, places where you know if I go over there, you know, it may be a lateral move. It may even be a step back in some ways. But if I go over there, I know that I've researched this company. I know what they're about. And I know based off my present job experiences and, and past what I can bring to the table and what opportunities may exist as a result of me making that move. And that's something that kind of actually led to my current career decision. You know, I was looking at where I was and I kind of realized that I had hit a glass ceiling where I was at and that even though I had pursued some additional, um, you know, growth opportunities, I was starting to find some resistance because unfortunately, the higher you go at a company, um, you know, you're going to start to find it's pretty cutthroat and competitive and getting ahead can be very difficult. Um, and, and that's without anything, even any sinister stuff going on. But you're just always, you know, starting to face um, more and more stiff competition and taking the next step can often be very challenging. Um, so, you know, always look at saying, well, what are my opportunities to grow where I'm at and see if you can't pursue those. But if you need to make a change uh, for another company, always look at that company as what opportunities exist beyond the job that I am currently applying for. What can I bring to the table? What sort of difference can I make long-term? What sort of thing can I work myself into at where I'm going? Um, and if, if, if there's real opportunity for long-term growth, seek that out. Seek that out and pursue it with all your heart. And even if you aren't even overly an ambitious individual and you feel like you could do your next job for the rest of your life, sometimes that won't always be something, though, that you can control. Layoffs happen. People get fired. Family issues may require you to adapt and make some pivots in your career. And while sometimes we just want a, a paycheck, we always need to take a step back and see the bigger picture. And we need to be able to ask ourselves, what is next after this? And I find so many people, you know, really don't think that far ahead. They're just thinking, hey, that seems like a good job. I'm going to go do that. And as a result, they often find themselves stuck and with no upward mobile opportunities. And eventually, if you do a job, even a job you do well, long enough, eventually you do that job long enough, it starts to really feel like a job. <laughs> and you start to feel like that guy at the beginning of the clip I played from Office Space where you realize every day is your worst day alive and that tomorrow is only going to be worse. <laughs> so always think long term. Always think what are my opportunities here? And if I don't have any more opportunities here, where can I pursue the place 
that makes for the most opportunity elsewhere. And finally, point number eight, there's the, the sense of identity that comes with a job because your job is ultimately a part of who you are. And I think the subject of identity is very important when you consider where you work at because like it or not, our jobs become part of who we are. It's something that we do 40, 50, 60 plus hours a week. And some jobs like a doctor or minister or teacher or lawyer carry with them certain, a certain image of how you see yourself and how others see who you are and the responsibilities and burdens that are associated with those lines of work and how you get to behave in public and private as a result. Like once there was one time I interviewed at a law firm um, for a paralegal position. And the paralegal position was at a firm that I was really wanting to look for. But they wanted to hire that paralegal position with the opportunity that whoever they hired would also consider a long-term career in law as a lawyer. And they were going to be willing to pay that paralegal for the opportunity to go to law school. Well, having worked at a law firm in a lower position in a mail clerk type position, and getting to know what it was like being a lawyer, seeing the lawyers I worked for, I ultimately decided that being a lawyer was more than just a job. It was a calling. It was a way of life. So you need to consider your sense of identity when you choose your job or choose your career, because there's a very real sense in which what you do for a living will, will mold who you are as a person. Not only in how you see yourself, but how others see you, not only within your family, but society at large. Um, and who you work for may ultimately impact how people perceive you. For example, the quote-unquote, as I like to say, big bad bank that I worked for previously, had in the recent years gone through a terrible public scandal that made headlines and caused... Uh, regular Senate meetings with Elizabeth Warren-type figures. And that made the bank that I worked for as a result of the scandal uh, not only look really bad because there is some definitely some shady stuff going on, but as a result of me working there, it kind of put me in an awkward situation whenever I introduced myself to people. That wasn't always the case, though, because before the scandal... The bank that I worked for had a very good reputation. It was viewed as a very conservative bank, um, a very almost boring bank, the type of bank that the Warren Buffets of the world liked to invest in because they were a boring bank that made a lot of money doing just good old-fashioned banking stuff. They had a solid reputation, and I would introduce myself to people, and it would have a positive impact at them. I'd say, oh, I work for such-and-such bank, and they would say, oh, wow, that's great. But after the scandal, those oh wows became uh, oh, um, uh, okay. And eventually I kind of got to the point when introducing myself that I just said what I did for a living instead of who I worked for because, you know, unfortunately it created some, some awkward moments. So at the end of the day, whoever you work for, you need to be comfortable living in that skin because who you work for is ultimately going to shape your identity. 
you're, you're often going to be perceived, whether you like it or not, as a walking billboard for the corporation that you work for. And how others perceive you as a result of what you do and where you work will ultimately impact how you think about yourself. And sometimes this can be a good thing. It can be a great, tremendous source of pride. And other times, it can be bad. And that could help. That could really hurt you as an individual if all of a sudden you find yourself kind of having a soiled reputation because of who you ultimately work for. And you're going to have to work through those difficulties and you may be able to ultimately put a positive spin on them. You know, I ultimately did with where I've worked in spite of having the big bad bank reputation all of a sudden kind of hanging over me. I looked at it saying, well, you know, we've had these challenges and, and you know, we did some wrongdoing that even, uh, you know, our CEO admitted to. Um, but I looked at it as saying, well, this is a turnaround opportunity. This is an opportunity for me to make the place I work at a better place because here I am. I'm an evangelical Christian. I, I try to live a good life. I try to be a, an outstanding moral individual. I try to make good ethical decisions. I try to bring integrity to my job. Uh, and I try to make my job and the corporation I work for ultimately a better place at the end of the day. So I looked at this as an opportunity to have a positive impact on where I was working. And I really felt that as a result of uh, the job that I did at the bank and, and, and helping train people and lead people and how to become bigger, better underwriters at the bank, um, I felt like I made my corporation a better place and that I was doing a redemptive work by continuing to work there even after the account scandal because I was ultimately going to be part of the turnaround story that ultimately repaired the reputation uh, and righted some wrongs. But all that's weighed on me, and all that's been giving me a sense of who I am as an individual. So, before choosing your job, before choosing your career, really sit there and think and reflect about how that line of work is ultimately going to shape you and your sense of self, and what you ultimately bring to the table wherever you go. Because at the end of the day, you've got to look at yourself in the mirror, and you want to be able to be proud of who you work for and the work that you do. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com, episode 105, where I've talked about um, how I've changed jobs and dispensing with some career advice. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please let me know. Email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com. And oh, by the way, you know, now that I'm no longer working at the big bad bank and I'm going somewhere a little bit smaller, uh, I've sat there and thought, how's this going to impact my little, uh, little name that I've had for myself as the big bad banker? You know, I need to think of some sort of alliteration um, that I can use as kind of a, a, a little nickname to call myself by uh, when referring to what I do for a living um, without being able to say the name of my employer because I don't want to say the name of my employer because some of you may not like me <laughs> and may not like some of the things I have to say and may want to seek me out and do me harm. Um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, but so help, help me think. And I'd like to have a good chuckle at the end of the day. I don't want to just say, hi, I'm Jimmy, and I am a mortgage underwriter, and I work at such bank. I want to have a little fun, right? So email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com. What do you think I should call myself besides Big Bad Banker? Uh, help me think up of a new name. I'd love to have your feedback about that. 
Uh, I've been debating it with my wife and asking some folks on Facebook and Twitter. And oh, by the way, you can go to jimmystable.com and you can find links to the show for Twitter, Facebook. Um, you can also go to jimmystable.com slash subscribe and find out all the different ways you can subscribe to this podcast if you've enjoyed this podcast. Uh, you can follow it on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, and all the other places that uh, this podcast are broadcast. Or you can simply sign up for the, the newsletter that will get sent out with an updated podcast episode every time I publish this podcast. I try to publish on early on Sunday mornings so that you have something to listen to uh, while you work out, while you take a walk, or while you're you know thinking about changing your job. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com, where I have conversations about the intersection. Intersection? Blah, blah, blah. Let me back that up. This is Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com, where I have conversations about the intersection of faith, life, culture. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Take care, everybody. And oh yeah, be sure to leave me a, a good five-star going review and share this podcast with somebody else. Take care, everybody. God bless and have a good one. That's all I have to say. Not that. That's the right on, man. You said it all. <laughs>